You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask Drone You, coming to you live. Not really, we're not live actually. Uh, coming to you from the Drone U HQ here in the squeaky headquarters of uh, Albuquerque. Sorry. And not for long either, but I, I mean, like the squeaky. Yeah, because I'm going to put some WD 40 on this sucker. <laughs> if you can't hear it, it's kind of funny how much this chair is squeaking right now, but. Try not to move. Uh, we have a very interesting, uh, and I say that authentically, we have a very interesting episode here, uh, repeat caller, kind of bringing the subject of the Inspire 3 back up, and there's actually some really good intel regarding this uh, September release of the Inspire 3, but I think it also begs a macro question, you know, it's clear, and we got another question coming up after this, regarding the Phantom, and it's clear that the Phantom has been discontinued. Um, and DJI is even hailing, you know, their uh, P1 cameras, their new photogrammetry, um, you know, uh, focused payload, although it's $6,800 and you'll need a M300 to fly it, which is another 13 grand. And literally for the price of that sensor, you could buy like three or four Phantoms. Um, but uh, it's very interesting on what to expect out of the Inspire 3. We've got some intel we want to share with you guys. And um, we're very uh, we're we're very interested to see what the next move is too. I will also say I think we're gonna have to be careful about naming names f- from where we garnish intelligence because. Um, oh, here comes a drone uh, YouTube no, video. No, 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 no. Oh, you know what? Actually, the you bring that up. You know what? I really I think that there is something to be said about that. And sometimes the way that I come off it can seem like pedantic or that I'm looking down on someone because Lisa and I were last night were talking about entrepreneurs and she thinks that I look down on people who are not entrepreneurs. And I had to like clarify over the course of 30 minutes that no, there's lots of nuances. There's, there's also, I find certain, um, industry verticals that you can't, just go right into being an entrepreneur that sometimes, you know, working for a company, learning the systems and then starting your own business might be a better way to go. But it really came down to the heat of the argument kind of came down to, I say heat of the argument and none of the arguments are heated with her, but that's what I love about her. Um, but that said, um, with the heat of the argument came down to making a choice about what you want to do when it comes to work, being an employee or becoming an employer slash owner. And how for me, I was like, I think it always comes down to the choice, you know, because a lot of people tend to choose safety and sustainability and security over risk taking. But again, I think that there are a lot of nuances that sometimes it's not feasible to just go out and, and risk take. And so that was a show I actually wanted to talk about because I thought and we'll do this later, but I thought it did correlate to, you know, um, nefarious YouTube videos that have stated some angst about potential perceptions. And I really think that they're misguided slash miscommunication. And I really actually think that it's possible to really 
dig into the weeds and kind of break things down and, and say, you know, it might seem pedantic to say X, but let's break this down and, and really discuss what we mean because there are often times that we are technically correct, but I think my presentation, it comes off a little authoritative or aggressive, and I know I'm kind of East Coast aggressive anyway, um, but, you know, that's kind of my style, and I think if, you know, a lot of people, like we said on the show before, come to in-person trainings, they kind of realize the heart behind the facade um, because, you know, confidence also incurs um, standing up for boundaries and having those boundaries and whatnot. But that's another show. But the fact that you mentioned that, it was something that I wanted to bring up to you that, hey, sometime I do want to do a show and talk about being an entrepreneur versus being an employee because we're seeing a lot of drone pilots that are employees. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you could mm. also you could also be an employee who's open-minded, constantly learning and gaining the ownership mindset because being an entrepreneur, in my opinion, is an ideology. It's not just a job. And so that's kind of what we were talking to about last night with Lisa. Mm. And, and I think it relates kind of to what you you brought up about those those YouTube videos. So Interesting. It's funny because I was talking to Emily last night about this, about the, really? uh, in terms of the social media gig that she has the opportunity with and um, trying to get her to evaluate on a deeper level the opportunity that it is. Mm versus some other potential choices that she sees in front of her, which are not invalid choices, meaning not to be cryptic here, but more of the traditional job, if you will, um, and just sort of thinking through those things and reflecting on who you are and what sort of potential you have. And I think most people probably sell themselves short. I and I was trying to, I try to train my kids to not do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. What is it? Shoot for the stars and you hit the moon or whatever that is. Yeah. Something along those lines. Aim so it would be a fun a fun podcast, a little outside of the norm, but I think it could be, could be a good one. I think so too. Um, and I think shooting for the moon and then, you know, being with the stars or however the saying goes, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I feel like I even faced that same issue here at Drone U in the last year of like, okay, here we are, here's our business, and we're doing X dollars of revenue. How can we grow this to continue helping people? How can we grow the props program? And what is it truly capable of? Because part of having that self-worth and going outside of what you believe that you're capable of, what I said to Lisa last night was like, the worst that can happen is you end up exactly where you still are, you know? And, and the best thing that happens is you find out that you are capable of doing these things and it opens up new opportunities and new doors, you know? Um, and uh, anyway, we're kind of getting on, on, the, on the high horse here, which is, you know, the antithesis of what I was going for. But I think that that would be a great show as well and talking about how... How do you breach into that next level of growing your business when, you know, maybe you had a five-year plan, maybe you had a 10-year plan and you've achieved those goals? Well, in order to keep growing, you've got to have that imagination of what it looks like to get to that next level. 
And as the book Psycho Cybernetics discusses, in order to reach those goals, you have to imagine it, envision it, but more importantly, experience it. When you vision what the future looks like, what, you know, go into the details. What does your day to day look like? What does the team that you're working with look like? What does, uh, you know, your, your day to day operations look like? What are the operations of your teams looking like? You know, try to feel that experience because in order to keep moving on, you've got to have that imagination but in order to make it work you've literally got to you've got to experience the imagination if that makes sense to cause that intrinsic motivation you know Mm, you're describing something i would love for us to do for the benefit of drone you members well let's do it so talk about win-win yeah yeah no there's there's a there's a lot that goes into um the power of the brain the power of self-doubt and the power of um, comfort, you know, and, and and it's an evolution because you can do that. And then a five-year plan, how often, what am I trying to say? Plans are meant to adjust, right? True. So you're going to constantly be doing this. It's an evolution that is cyclical in some sense, but. PJ quote, adapt and overcome. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of, uh, and that's really true no matter where you're working, no matter what you're doing, life just throws stuff at us. A hundred percent. So it's a great mantra. Was what was it? Winston Churchill who said, "True success is defined by um, failing and maintaining the same aspiration, inspiration, and motivation hmm. to your next thing that you're doing." I didn't say that quote very well. Was, you know, very haphazard. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it's good. Um, but let's get into today's question regarding uh, Inspire Three Moving Drone. You, I know a lot of you are curious. What's going on? We're going to give some details, maybe not them all. Um, but that said, we're really excited. And today's question is brought to you by the Props Program. Whether you are trying to build a drone team, a drone program, or your existing business is trying to augment what you do by building a drone program, you've got to check out the Props Program for numerous reasons. But in order to succeed, you've got to have the right systems, the systems of communication, the systems of operation the systems of delivering your media and the systems to be able to work together so that everyone is on the same page. Everyone knows how to use the equipment and use it with the same methodologies that will create professional, reliable operators who practice safety. That's what props is. If you're considering building a drone team or program, check out all the programs that we have built, propsflightschool.com. We have the props mapper program, you know, which is great for construction companies, which is great for engineering companies, which is great for so many things. We have Props Public Safety for LEOs up. We're going to be actually adding to that class. We've also got Props Public Safety for fire and EMS. We've been working on that for two years. It's coming out June 1st. We're very excited for that. Um, And we've got also a new Props program. We partnered with a manufacturer, and we are actually very soon going to be reaching out to our members and do something that we've promised for a long time. Um, But for our members who have taken Flight Mastery, who have completed a certain variety of courses, there are some job opportunities out there right now that one particular manufacturer really needs help with. And we're talking about heavy lift drones. Hopefully that doesn't scare you because if you've mastered flight on a quadcopter, you can master flight on a hexacopter. It's it's really not difficult. You know, maybe your buffer distances are, are larger, but overall, all your confidence should maintain 
uh, throughout the operation. That said, for Drone U members, prop school graduates, we've got a lot that we are excited about to offer you opportunities that are available right now. Um, and we're going to be reaching out to people in California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, at, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and I forget some of the other states uh that um, Scott was mentioning. So if you are ready to take your skills to the next level, build that drone team, ensure its success, manage multiple pilots and their progress through various training programs, then you can't miss out on the Props Flight School program. Check it out, propsflightschool.com. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for all you do for the drone industry. Two years ago, I asked you guys about the Inspire 3, and it kind of died on the vine, but it sounds like they're going to finally, at the end of this year, release an update to this line. Tell me, what do you think about what you've heard so far about it? And the other part of my question is, what is this about moving some operations to Colorado? in training. Finally, are you going to get up here? So I don't have to move to Albuquerque just to get a week's of good training. Thank you much and wish you the best. Thank you, Marshall. Really appreciate the kind words and uh, the the welcome that might be warranted. Mm. Um, anyways, <laughs> The Inspire 3, that's... I, I was uh, going to ask you, what did you want to hit first? So. <laughs> no, I really appreciate the kind words. I know Paul does as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just fun to get a little affirmation because <laughs> it's not all affirmation. No, but, no. But uh, certainly everything we do is is to try to make our uh, our members, our constituents better at what they're trying to do. So, and our new facility will absolutely empower that into a whole new level. Yeah, so, and I, let's just talk about it. Okay, let's all right, let's it. let's bring it up. Let's bring let's, it up. I mean, other than the address and the city, I feel like everything else is shareable. So, not uh, the city. Well, I mean, if you want to say the city, that's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just kind of wanting to keep it a mystery until we actually opened it, uh, oh. the, the, the building itself. Okay. But so, uh, yeah, no, Idaho's looking really good. I didn't mean that. <laughs> so, okay, let's let the <laughs> at least one cat out of the bag. We are moving to Colorado. We have gone back and forth. I would argue that's mostly my fault. Um, no, I don't think that's true. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Rob. <laughs> um, you know, we've looked at Austin. We've looked at the Denver metro area. Where else did we look? I mean, we have to say we at least considered Phoenix. There was a time a couple years ago, depending yeah. on how things might have gone in another direction, that was a possibility. Yeah, I just so I know. I would have to say we would look at that. For sure. I just know I would melt there. So. Yeah, I don't know. Your blood would adapt or your skin. Or oh, I know. I mean, you know, Tim and, you know, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, Tim is no longer a part of Drone U. He's, he's now on his next venture, as many people have done in the wake of the pandemic. And he moved out there and we actually even had another friend who moved from the Phoenix area up to Idaho. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> If you hear me coughing, it's because the winds this spring have been so bad in New Mexico. I mean, nonstop for like three weeks. And 
I haven't had allergy issues since college. Uh, and I'm uh, having allergy issues right now. And I'm telling you, it's been a really bad year here. Yeah, and I think it will actually continue to be bad for most of the Southwest as they have forecasted one of the worst droughts in the history of man, um, which is another uh, reason, not a big reason that we're moving, but um, it's it's a very real issue. And that said, I know Phoenix is already facing uh, water issues, but we had a friend who literally sold his house for 3X. And so that said, to continue on the story of where we were deciding of where to move, we wanted to be in an aviation-centric area. We wanted to be in a place that was a large hub airport that was within an hour from a a hub airport that we could throw trainings um, and that we could service a lot more of our props clients because those props clients are, you know, public safety departments, they're construction companies, um, they are roofing companies, they are uh, manufacturing companies. uh, Yeah, the list really is pretty long at this point, which is nice. So thank you to everyone. Um, And I'm glad we could help you. But that said, we actually did a a deep dive because in the last year I took some classes at MIT and realized the power of data. And so what we did is we developed um, kind of like a data model to determine, you know, where is the best place to move, et cetera. What was it, like 50 different data points or something? It was pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. It was at least that. Uh, Yeah. And so, I mean, we did originally bid on a house in Austin. What was that? A year and a half ago? Or, well, we were going to bid, but it's no, sold. No, it was last year. Yeah. We were out there in April, May of 2021. That's right. That's right. And that house, which was on the lake, would have been great for training, was 499000 You know, we were uh, we were contemplating putting an offer in on it. It sold to someone in, from California for 700000 cash. And we were just, yeah, we were, were just, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> we don't, we're not trying to, uh, you know, we love all of our friends from California, but I think that we were uh, not really finding a whole lot of success in the Austin area. And Austin is actually facing the same issues that Albuquerque is due to the governance uh, of those cities. Um, crime is just off the charts there, just like it is here in New Mexico, which is a big determinant for us moving as well. Going back to the data points, we did decide on the Denver metro area. We are going uh, very soon to go lock down our new property, which will have many beautiful acres to fly on and will be really cool that we can literally like have our classroom and our takeoff area within like 20 feet of each other. That's really cool. Uh, so There's no one to bark at us. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> ours. So, um, you know, we're really and yours. G- yeah. By the yes. Way. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's going to be a really cool place to do trainings, but it's also very diversified. So we're going to be able to do more extensive nuanced, specified mapping trainings, inspection trainings. Like we're really going to kind of take elements of the fly-in and kind of add it in and, and really make this a real training school along the lines that no one has ever seen in this country. Um, so we're very excited about that. Uh, I would say the only thing I'm not excited about is the exterior color of the building, but uh, I think I'll live. So <laughs> that said, Rob, do you want to you wanna tell them what area we're, we're, we're moving to? Because I know in the community, people were taking snippets of information of like, oh, they're going to the $48.6 billion aviation market. That's the Denver market. So um, we are within an hour of uh, K-Den Airport. It's actually faster to get to the school than it is to downtown Denver. 
from mm. the from the airport. So that's uh, I'm very excited about that. Well, let's just we're going we're going north of Boulder, north of Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, frankly, part of what we wanted to do, at least for for us and our family, is get out of city yeah. life a little bit, uh, and yet still be close to the cool stuff and to fun things amenities. to do. And in fact, more significantly more to do. Uh, we decided we're mountain people, so we want to be close to the mountains. Um, that was another reason, at least for us, that we just decided against Texas because we love Texas. In fact, my mom's side of the family is from Texas, so I do have an affinity um, for Texas. But anyways, yeah, we're ending up north of, uh, of Colorado and more details to come soon on that. And we actually, we did not plan this. No. We really did not plan this because we were looking in the whole kind of, what do they call that? The Eastern Range or what do they call that on eastern the, the Eastern range. side of, of the Rockies that go up from... All the way up Colorado. We pretty much looked from Colorado Springs up to Fort Collins. Well, but that got refined significantly from Longmont up to Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. The tri- Maybe a little bit of Wellington, um, but, area. but not really. And my brother-in-law tried to talk us into some land up in, in Wellington, which we kind of, yeah, just decided that was a little bit too far up there in, in the, well, windy, in the a, windy north. That would have been a really cool facility it if we would have bought that one. But like you said, it would have been at least two hours from the airport and yeah, it, it's much further. out there. Especially when you've got traffic issues. Um, but anyway, so we ended up getting houses that are, what, five minutes from each other? Isn't that funny? We didn't even plan that either. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, but it, I will say this. It's kind of where we both want. I know we wanted to be in the northwest part of where we are, so... That worked out. Uh, we're excited, very excited to inject into that community and uh, hopefully have a, a positive effect on what's going on up there. At least do do our little part to try to make that happen. Yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. So yeah. um, we'll release more when we uh, actually do the move and whatnot. And again, we're very excited. I, w- one thing I do find funny is, you know, I've made some new friends over the pandemic and a lot of them entrepreneurs, a lot of them here in Albuquerque. And now they're all gone. Like, not like I'm not friends with them anymore. Like, they've all moved. They've all moved. And, you know, on radio, we've talked about kind of the the brain drain going on in New Mexico. And it's very real. It is very, very, very real. And I would say it really comes down to a couple of factors that I'm not really sure are even worth talking about because at the end of the day, they're really not going to change. So At least not on this show. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Saving the politics for later. Yeah. Um, and when we mean later, we mean never. So uh, just uh, being transparent and honest with you on that. <laughs> Unlike most politicians. Come hang out with us over a beer. Maybe we'll. Yeah. You might not want to, though. <laughs> uh, maybe we should open up a beer garden. Okay. You know, fly, train, end the day, beers. Yeah. Sunset views are pretty nice. Yeah. I'll sit behind the bar. Uh, meaning like bartend. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I just have the bar facing to the west. So right on, you know what I mean? All Mm -hmm. right, let's get into this Inspire 3. So this caller did bring up the Inspire 3 a couple years ago. There were rumors of it at the time, but really not a lot of information. Well, thanks to our favorite leaker on Twitter, who I also firmly believe actually works for DJI and teases stuff for fun, has uh, released a slew of information regarding the Inspire 3's launch supposedly in September of this year. Now, we know DJI does kind of tease dates and sometimes they're within 30 to 90 days of those dates. But I think one of the key um, points here is 
is the new remote that we have seen for the Matrice 30, which is, by the way, a really, really awesome drone. That same remote also works for a product that is codenamed WM, uh, you know, Whiskey Mary 630, which WM has been a codename for the Inspire before, meaning that the new DJI RC Plus remote seems like it would work with this Inspire 3. Now, the other specs that have been dropped on the Inspire 3 is that it's probably going to have the X9 camera. Now, I have not done enough research. This is the same camera that we just saw on the, what is it, the, the Ronin Cinema... Hmm. enormous gimbal that you might as well just have a news camera. Um, And long story short is that X9, I think, is similar to the P1. I don't know if it'll be exact, but it does seem like it has a lot of the same features. So I think that we might need to do more digging into this. But supposedly, this new Inspire 3 will be a dual remote control, uh, multi-payload system that will shoot 8K up to 75 frames per second, 6K up to 100 FPS, and 4K up to 200 frames per second. Now, the important thing here is that they're saying it's going to be 12-bit raw format color and that there would be no cropping for any frame rate. And I think that's a big deal because 4K60 on the Inspire 2 cropped in and there were benefits to that in shooting some scenes because you didn't have to change lenses and whatnot. But in other scenes, I would really love that flexibility. So I think that's actually a really big upgrade, frankly. In addition to these leaks, it says it will have high accuracy maneuvering. Well, the Inspire 1, in my, in my humble opinion, was kind of, you know, the original Ferrari of drones because it flew like a bat out of hell. And I still provide, I still love the i1 over the i2. The i2 flies longer, heavier payload, etc. Um, but man, the flight characteristics of the i1 still are, are unmatched today. Unless you fly a Cinewhoop drone, which uh, has become a new um, passion and focus of mine. If you haven't seen the Isotopes video that we did, uh, I, I check it out. I think you'll be impressed. Um, that said, back to the i3. Um, they are also talking about having um, multiple accessories that we haven't seen just yet, like a portable video receiver for a director. So I'm guessing it would still have that super ultra-wide format for the video sensor because, honestly... If you had an Inspire 2, you could pretty much fly on set. I know that most set drones were, you know, heavy lift drones, etc. But you could still make your way, if you could fly really well, you could still make your way on set and utilize that feature. I think that that is, uh, you know, really, really, really powerful. Again, we are expecting this drone to have dual batteries, much longer flight time. Some are claiming 35 minutes. Obviously, that's going to depend on the environment and how aggressive you fly it, uh, obviously. Um, They're also saying that we'll have an increased live feed transmission, Mm -hmm. so more robust transmission for, like, live sports and whatnot, uh, which I think will be really cool. Now, price points coming out are pretty high. They're five figures. And I have to say, this is kind of like what I was alluding to in the intro of the show, that DJI is really upping the, the price points of pretty much all of their drones. And, you know, with the Inspire 2 discontinued, with the Phantom 4 Pro version 2 discontinued, um, it really opens up a huge gap 
for a domestic manufacturer to come out and absolutely crush it, especially when it comes to a mapping drone. And there still really is not a good, affordable mapping drone, but it's also not rocket science to build one of these things, you know? And a lot of people, we've got a show coming up, a lot of people are saying, okay, Phantom 4 Pro officially donezo, so what do we map with now? And there are other options, and I've reached out to other software companies to see which is still the most used drone for mapping, and it's still like something like, Across three different people I talked to, 90% of all the drones for mapping are still Phantoms. And it just really makes you wonder, M3 doesn't have, the Mavic 3 doesn't have SDK, you can't use third-party apps, you know, the M30 has a 12 megapixel sensor, it's not really good for mapping, so is DJI trying to force us all into buying an M300 for 14 grand plus a $7,000 camera on top of that? I'm going to go buy an Astro before I go buy that drone. Half the cost, more capability doesn't make sense but nonetheless a lot more and yeah it's almost like they looked back and thought man we made a mistake we made this drone too good for not so they didn't necessarily see what the future of using drones would ultimately be for Mm -hmm. in terms of a mass scale and now they're kind of this is totally theoretical obviously but it's such a great drone. Why would you stop making it other than it's not as profitable as some of these other drones? What other reason could there be? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that you nailed it. I really do because, I mean, you even look at the Phantom 4 Pro RTK, seven grand ish and they tried with that. Yeah. Failed. F- totally. And you literally couldn't even do, you know, complex 3D modeling with that drone. It was like, okay, here's a mapping drone. It's three times more expensive. Oh, and you can do less with it. And, uh, oh, have you noticed that RTK unit on a Mavic uh, Enterprise Dual is like $1,200? So why couldn't we just pay a $1,200 upgrade for the Phantom? So I think all the mm-hmm. evidence showcases exactly what you're saying, Rob, that this is at the end of the day about money. And just like car manufacturers of like, oh, man, we made something too good. Now, you know, we've we've got to kind of step it back a little bit. We've seen the same thing with drones. And all that to be said, I think the window for getting your foot in the door for mapping is quickly coming to a close because you're going to have to drop a lot more money. And again, I wonder how much of this is also has to do with the United States' current political ideology. You know, they've already come out re- earlier this year, FTC, saying DJI has issues with pricing um, practices and whatnot, and they're too cheap and it's hard to compete, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's kind of like a Costco model if you think about it. DJI just sells way more volume than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Makes sense why their margins are a little bit thinner, you know? Yeah. I, gosh, there's so many theories, conspiracy theories to uh, to tap into that that, frankly, I don't even want to go into. But you alluded to something earlier that I think could be really important for American manufacturers and maybe a misstep on the part of DJI. And I think that not only does this open up a gap that allows American manufacturers to fill with those lower priced drones, it doesn't sound like anybody's working to do that, number one. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching a video, you can see the look on my face right now, but uh, I, w- I think that there are people working on it. Well, I'm sure there are, but I, we sure as hell haven't seen anything. No, we sure haven't. And we also have and, seen lots of promises and very few deliveries. Well, exactly. We've Yeah, we've seen some really pretty um, 
potential versions. But the point is, by raising the average cost, that allows American drone manufacturers to compete at that average raised cost. Yeah. Right? And so there's several good ones that seem to be doing some really good things here in America. And it's like by not selling those other drones, and they still have the Mavics, I guess, but... I hate the Mavic 3 the way it flies, man. I got to reach out to Curran and talk to him. I thought it got better, though, with the upgrade. It did, with the but firmware it's, upgrade. It's, they still prioritize roll and pitch over mm. yaw. And you just, you can't... I, <laughs> well, there's still the Mavic 2 Pro. Anyways. There is, but it also makes you wonder, I mean, like when in doing the Cinewhip video, and we've talked about, you know, just the unbelievable upgrades that GoPro has done in their image stabilization, you're seeing a lot of really good pilots mm-hmm. who are consumer drone pilots that are now in Cinewhip because you have no restrictions. It's all on the pilot. They're making way better videos than just about everyone else. It has now become like the thing in commercial production to be able to get those Cinewhoop shots. And GoPro comes out with the Black Bones edition of their Hero 10 that you can literally program with a beta flight controller to control it from your remote now. They are literally giving people the capability to build a full-blown DJI drone right from a GoPro. Wow. And like, honestly... Talk about full circle. Yeah, Nick from GoPro, dude, talk about a comeback, man. Like, I can't wait to see you at an upcoming conference conference because you you might have taken a long time to come back from the DJI mishap of the partnership. If you're not familiar with that, there's a lot that you can read on it. But holy crap. I mean, honestly, really, really, really stunned at the capability that, I mean, you could build a Phantom equivalent drone uh, for like six to $800. Yeah. You know? And like, it, yeah, it's going to take some programming knowledge, but it's not coding. It's just like going into beta flight, like do-do-do-do-do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, and you can find it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that the the game is definitely changing. And, you know, we've got an upcoming show uh, talking about, you know, breaking down the different softwares and flying skills to really be the most advantageous drone pilot right now to take care of drone opportunities. And I think everyone saw the evolution of consumer drones, flying them line of sight, understanding the importance of being able to fly them FPV and line of sight, but then moving into FPV drones and being able to fly those. Moving therein to Cinewhoops and micro drones and being able to fly those and do it indoors. And then also being able to fly heavy lift drones that are just an extension of consumer drones. I mean, having those four skills, they will pay the bills. Let's just put it that way. And they're going to pay good high dollar rates, you know, while people are, uh, you know, uh, punching each other to get the low hanging fruit. Other pilots are like, wow, if I just master this skill, you know, I know people who are making five figures from Cinewhoop videos, Rob, and other people are scrounging for $250 drone based jobs, you know, and it's like, well, skills pay the bills. Like there, there's no other way to put that. So uh, I I think it's important to know. That said, I think we are also going to see a further evolution. We're seeing a lot of Cinewhoop videos. And honestly, some of the shots on these car commercials, 
eh, they could be much better. I'm not, I'm not nitpicking. I'm just saying they could be closer, more stabilized, the subject more centered to make it more enjoyable to watch. And I think the Inspire 3 could be kind of that next evolution of merging consumer line of sight flight and FPV flight and really get shots that at the proximity and speed that I don't think we have seen yet. Hmm. And so the Inspire 3 could be, um, I'm not going to use the word, uh, you know, game changer because it's so overused, but it could be a game evolver. <laughs> Nicely done. So Well, and um, this particular article mentions it is costly, but you could, if you have the right relationships or... Mapping. I yeah. didn't see that. In one of the articles about the leaks, they talk about time code sync. Mm -hmm. That would be for geolocating images with high precision GPS. Inspire 3 could be a mapper. But again, now you're at five times the cost of a Phantom. Which, so, which becomes irrelevant when you can't get Phantoms anymore. This is true, Rob. It sounds like Dropping we are the truth bombs. probably going to have to move on. <laughs> but within a few days, using a drone like this, you could make up the cost of it. Yes, it costs a lot, and you still have to come up with that nut, but mm, it can be point. profitable. Good point. I just got a phenomenal idea regarding our fleet of broken phantoms, by the way. But uh, anyway, so... Uh, Shotguns? Um, oh... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, no. We got to try to bring them back to life? Uh, yes, oh, but I nice. think the answer is both and. So yes to shotguns, oh, <laughs> yes to bringing them back to life. We'll be way out in the boonies. You'll uh, never find us. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Hope you found this show enjoyable or informative. If you have a question, ask at DroneU.com. Also do appreciate everyone that calls in with those questions. Uh, they're getting creative. Love it. Keep them coming. Uh, really do appreciate all of you guys and uh, appreciate all the support. We've got a lot coming down the pipe for this year. Very excited. So stick with us to continue your confidence, up your game, keep the challenges going, the inspiration going. And, uh, you know, very excited for all the upcoming trainings that we've got and very excited to kind of get back into the, the social interactions. I've really been missing it and really excited. But that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. I'm Rob. This is Ask Dronium. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone You.